0: Let's talk a little bit about David Bakhtiari, one of the best,
1: if not the best, pass-blocking tackles in all of football. Now, it's time to go under the helmet with Green Bay left tackle David Bakhtiari. I'll tell you what, though, David Bakhtiari had a heck of a first half when Khalil Mack was lined up over him. He got no pressures out of that. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North, stop by their dealership for the best offers on new and used Mercedes-Benz luxury cars and SUVs in Milwaukee. Go to mercedes Mercedes of MilwaukeeNorth.com. All
0: right, joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, the aforementioned David Bakhtiari. David, thanks for coming on, man. Of course. Uh, First things first, I guess, congratulations uh, on that big victory over the Detroit Lions. And I guess my first question is, uh, you know, when you see uh, your running back break a 75-yard run, uh, in your brain are you going, oh, crap, i got to run all the way down there? Uh, or what goes through your brain as an offensive lineman at that point when he takes off running 75 yards?
1: You know, you know, at, at my age, right when I saw it, and you can go look at the film, I was the first person to know that he was taking – it was a house call. I put my finger up, stood there, and watched. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, 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 and then I lightly trotted off to the sideline. It was one of the greatest feelings ever coming out of half. I couldn't have been happier.
2: Mm. And Dave, I know you've been around for a long time and you look at some of the offensive line mates that you had, you know, you look at Josh Sitton, TJ Lang, I mean, you, you've you been there for a minute, but listen, I, I think the offensive line that, that you guys have now, it's only been two games, but it's probably the best in the NFL, only that you've had a lot, well, some injuries, a lot of guys nicked up, and you've had a lot of guys moving around, and it just feels like you have missed a beat. The run game is strong, and Aaron Rodgers, his uniform is, is relatively staying uh, clean. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, a lot of it, you know, we have to give uh, Adam
1: Stenovich, our, our O-line coach, credit, and uh, Luke Buckus. Those guys do a great job prepping us week in week out and getting guys ready to play when they need to play um, and step up for any situation in uh I, I mean yeah we we get we got a lot of solid guys in that room and we understand you know there's a reputation to uphold um being part of the green bay packer offensive line and you know there's i mean ever since i got there there was a a, a sense of toughness and a sense of uh a, a requirement of, of a standard that we need to meet and i i'm very happy with the guys that they've brought in they have kind of risen to that occasion
3: Yeah, I was looking at the versatility of the offensive line. I don't think many um, teams um, could lose two linemen in the first game. Corey Lindsey went out a little bit in the second game and still put up the numbers you guys have uh, put up. Uh, You guys have one of six teams in the uh, NFL history. They have 1,000 yards after um, two games. I don't know if you guys – well, maybe you guys – saw that coming, but I think a lot of Packer fans were caught by surprise how well the offensive line is held together.
1: I think it's just efficiency. You know, when we we have a a certain play called, you know, I'd love to say it's it's the offensive line, but I mean, it it takes all 11 of us to execute, and all of us are executing at a high level, and I think that's where you're seeing the yards Mm -hmm. coming up and the points. Um, You know, not to mention, you know, the play calls as well, so I think we, we've been able to hit our stride kind of early and often, which is uh, which is w- what you want, especially as an offense, when you start clicking early. And you're just excited that we carry this momentum for a lot longer, uh, you know, throughout the entire season and then obviously into the postseason.
3: Hey, what's the interaction with the uh, officials now that, you know, in a pandemic and I don't know if they want you guys to say nothing to them or they've been calling – I know they've been – I noticed they've been calling the it, game it a little bit different from if it was a normal year. So have coaches told you guys not to interact or say anything to them based on that, or you can just be yourself? Are you talking about outside the facility? Well, no, they, they – no, I'm sorry, the referees, the referees. On, on the, the field. field. Oh. On the field,
1: yeah,
3: on the field. No, I mean,
1: uh, it, it's uh, – I mean, yeah, people can use analytics all they want to say, you know, like how they're calling certain games. I know that there was an emphasis on uh, uh, uh like holding or hitting downfield for the uh, the secondary on the wide receivers. I think it's called like ICT or yep, ICT. Yep, yep. Yeah, the Leo contact. And then the other one was um, uh, using your head as a, uh, you know, lowering the crown of your helmet. They, they really wanted to emphasize that kind of more in the trenches as well with pulling guards. But, uh, I mean, other than that, it's been kind of standard, I think, growing pains for everyone in the beginning of the season. You know, refs kind of getting in their groove of what they see. And, uh, obviously, you know, us players, you know, getting into our groove. Uh, yeah, because I thought starts.
3: maybe it was it was something about they didn't want – because I saw the hit on Lancaster. The guy was coming downfield, and he just kind of went for his knees, and I don't get that. But sometimes they tell the offensive linemen when guys are standing around the piles, don't leave your feet and hit them. Have y'all been told that, or does not really come up?
1: Oh, I mean that—that that, was—I I saw that play. That that's, you that's saw that play
3: I was dirty. Uh,
1: yeah, it's 100 percent. just a dirty play by a dirty offensive lineman. And there's 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 no there's no place for that. Um, you know, away from the play, cutting him on the uh, behind, you know, on his backside, cutting him at his legs. Right. I mean, it's it's. It's just, a, it, I, I, I'm appalled by it. Like, I, I don't like that stuff. I, I figure if you want to be a tough guy, do it within the whistles, in where a guy can see you.
0: You know, from that perspective, talking with David Bakhtiari, uh, Packers all pro left tackle here on the Wendy's Big Show, like we do each Tuesday at 435. From that perspective, obviously because you both play an offense, you really don't get an opportunity uh, to have that conversation. Have you ever in your career taken an opportunity to have a conversation with another offensive lineman? After he went after one of your defensive linemen after a game?
1: No, I mean, I mean, unless I was really close with a a guy, I would definitely have some choice words with someone. But I mean, other than that, the game kind of goes by pretty quick, and guys end up you know leaving the stadium
2: you know you know dave looking at your your offense right now it's pretty explosive and and not comparing it to mike mccarthy but you guys are doing it much different when you thought of the this 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 offense coming into the season you know you, you look at mccarthy's offense you guys push the ball down the field a lot through the lot but this is more about the run games but you guys are still getting huge chunk plays in the run game and in the pass game and and are you surprised at all about how you guys have been able to, I guess, adapt in, in basically two short years? Not even that, probably a year and a half. Um, am I surprised?
1: I mean, I, I no, because my expectation is to go out there and perform at the highest level at all times. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, <laughs> for us this year, I, I, I see that it that being – no, no different. You know, we, we have an expectation. We want to go out there We want to put up points. I think a lot of it also comes off of just all of us being really uh, uh, versed in this offense now and knowing the expectation the and what they want in the run game, exactly in the run game, the aiming points from the offensive line to the running backs to the carry out the fakes from the quarterbacks to so where the, the wide receivers know, you know, when they're blocking man over where or as to push crack. So I think when you put all of that together – Um, that's where you're really seeing these these big plays from. Because, I mean, these big chunk plays you're seeing are, are a lot off of just the play action. And the play action and the run look exactly the same because that's the true outside zone philosophy.
3: Yeah, that's a good point, because sometimes we would say if the linemen are downfield as a run, if they pop up as a pass. But my question is, when Aaron Rodgers every now and then runs out of the clock, he has to call a timeout, is it a maybe a disagreement on the play? Maybe they wanted the wrong personnel in? Or is it an issue just with managing the clock sometimes in the game?
2: Are you
1: insinuating a certain... Uh, time in the game, or are you just saying just in general when
3: we just call in time general? Out? Just in general, because sometimes he'll run the clock down to like five when he wants to do two or three hard counts, and sometimes it seems like him and uh, LaFleur not on the same page or something, but then they'll come back and then they'll get back on rhythm. So it just uses a lot of time, yeah. No, out.
1: really, really it's, it's a multitude yeah. of all that. Like sometimes he right. wants to manipulate the clock. Sometimes he he does end up wanting to call a a timeout, so he's going to try and do what he can try to block scrimmage. Other times he's just trying to hurry up, see the defense, call the play, wants to call a couple times. It will be, you know, the defense is showing him one thing, and then he wants to almost manipulate them and work, you know, have them do what they're supposed to do, which should defeat the play, but then he'll – he's the only one who knows. He doesn't tell any of us, but he will then work – you know, the blitz to his advantage. And like, that's where sometimes uh, the miscommunication can get. Cause I mean, if anyone that has a chance to ever meet Aaron, I mean, he's a very bright mind and uh, his mind can process a lot, a lot of things in a very short amount of time, which is very impressive.
3: Yeah. If you were, if you were starting a team, right now, no Michael Jordan, um, shout out to him. He has a NASCAR. So he's, he has an owner of a NASCAR, him and uh, Denny Hamlin. Uh, if you were starting your franchise and then you only had, you know, you looked in your piggy bank and you only had a few dollars left, would you sign your left tackle or would you sign your running back? If you could only to sign oh, one? Lord. which one would you Jeez. sign? Um, if it See, was and you think only... I asked See. the question. See? That's all all right right there. You? Not me. Why do no, you do that,
2: Not Leroy. me. What, Come on, Leroy. What,
3: what I did, I just – I'm just trying to give him a chance. Go ahead. The man man wants $25 million. We're trying to get it. Now, y'all need to be quiet. Uh, What would you do, uh, Mr. (laughs) Battiari?
0: You want me to tell I mean, you what me and Gary
3: said? Let me tell you what me and Gary said. Wait, wait,
2: wait. No, wait, here, wait, I'll wait. do it. I'll do no, you. No, don't no, answer no, it, David.
0: Don't answer no. it. He's trying to get you in trouble, I, David. Don't answer is, it. Don't answer is, it.
2: That, that is hell. Yeah. No. That's the that uh, right? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I
3: do. Uh, wait till he's signed that we'll ask the tough question. Me and Gary said this. Not Gary, I don't want to speak for you. We just said when you start a franchise, it's hard to find a left tackle. The Joe Thomases of the world. These great left tackles. Tackles. You can probably find another running back. That was me and Gary's argument. And then I think Steve was sort of the same. But no, I wasn't. You,
0: I, I'll tell him what I well, said.
3: Yeah, yeah, what did you say, Steek? I don't remember. I'm fine saying what I said.
0: Yeah, I what said it all came down for how much money Aaron Jones was going to agree to play for. If Aaron Jones was going to agree to play for oh, yeah, that's right. like yeah. 15 or $16 million a year, then I'm going with the left tackle. It's only a few million dollars difference because, as I said yesterday, you're going to get $22 million or whatever it is over that to be the top left tackle, and you deserve it. But if Aaron Jones signs for, say, 7 or $8 million and there's a huge gap, then I would probably go with Aaron Jones and try and go get use that additional money to go get a two for one deal, if at all possible. That that was my stance on it. But the other thing that I brought up yesterday was David is have the Packers at any point come to either one of you and say, "Look, this is the number we're kind of thinking for both of you, and we, this is what kind of where we're, where we have to divvy it up to try and keep both of you on the same page." We heard Patrick no, Mahomes. Oh, zip, and hey, I let you talk earlier. Don't answer that. Listen. So earlier, we heard Patrick Mahomes sign that huge deal and said, Well, I left some money on the table to get my other guy signed. Whatever. That's what the man said. So the Packers, I I'm wish assuming.
3: Brought this up.
0: I'm assuming you brought it up. I'm assuming the Packers <laughs> haven't come to either one of you with that proposition of, Look, we want to get you both signed, but we can't combine, go over a certain number.
3: Uh Uh oh. <laughs>
1: this <laughs> is a lot to <laughs>
0: unpack he has a lot to unpack
3: <laughs> you,
1: you, you know I, I, I'll, I'll just answer i' will answer this with a situation the Kansas City chiefs had what hundred thousand dollars in cap space and exactly. they signed three, yep. they they, they yes, restructured they one signed three guys to big year deals that are yes they did all over all over 15 million 20 million 45 yes, million did. you know so a lot of excuses can be thrown around and misinformation. The point is, at the end of the day, if you want to get a, if you want to sign a guy and you want to keep him, you can do it. People just Thanks. use the cap as as an excuse. That's the what they can hide behind, but they can get it done. You, you can go and restructure with whoever and get money to get pulled from from wherever and you know push back the potential cap hit to later years. You can get it done if you want to get it done. That's that's what I know about. The longer I've been around and kind of understanding how, you know, cap situations work. I mean, how healthy is that? I mean, that's, it's, you know, certain teams, you know, have different philosophies on that. But look, that's why for me, at the end of the day, if, if they want to get it done, they can get it done.
2: Well I'm glad you spoke on that. We got that out of the way and I hope we don't have to have those questions every week, Leroy and Steve. Well, here's I'm a real question signed, for you. I mean, well, I mean man. yeah, yeah, man. Get that man busy. But here here's uh <laughs> here's a real question for you, uh, David. How how weird was it or maybe it wasn't, driving uh, to Lambeau Field, no fans, no no real uh tailgating going on. Yep. H- how was that? How different was that for you? Uh, definitely interesting, something new.
1: Uh, I would definitely say the energy felt a little bit, uh, uh, you know, coach said, so, so, you know, we got to bring our own energy, uh, to the game, literally. And, uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, it's, it's just interesting. Like that's the best way I can describe it. It's very, an interesting vibe, you know, pulling up to the stadium, being in the stadium, in the bowl. Uh, especially when, you know, like, there was an injury that happened in the game and uh, they cut off the kind of uh, the 70 decibels of, like, kind of fake crowd noise. And it was ear, like, it was very, like, eerie how quiet it was. And I'm actually glad that we have kind of, like, that fake crowd noise.
2: So, so can you ex- – real quick, then, can you explain to the people, because we tried L- – Leroy and I tried to tell them. Can you explain to the people, though, although there is there are no fans in the stands, when do you notice that? Like, when you're playing, not so much. When the play is over. When do you, it, it kind of, okay, yeah, there's there's nobody here. When, when does that click in for you? Um, when does it click in that there's nobody in the stands. Yeah, because when you're playing, you're playing. I mean, I don't know if you notice it then. Uh, I mean,
1: honestly, I, I don't notice it at, at all. I mean, there, there's so many times in the game, like, hey, did you hear the, you know, the sidelines are saying, like, they could hear he, the opposing sidelines yelling certain things. I mean, w- whether there is no fans in the stadium or 80,000 fans, you know, I, I, at least for me, I feel like I've been doing this long enough where you just kind of, you know, what's important to you and you block it out. I don't really notice any crowd noise in away games anymore, and I is don't notice the lack of noise now in, in the game. The only thing that's really different is the ability to kind of communicate with the defenders uh, that that's kind of more entertaining. You know, at TV timeouts and just kind of like at the line of scrimmage, I think that's kind of a little more fun.
0: Talking with David Bakhtiari, Packers All-Pro Left Tackle here on the fan. I got one last thing for you here. Uh, and this was a caller that called into our Green and Gold post game show with Bill Michaels Brace and Gary you, Ellerson baby. after the game. I guarantee you he's not alone in his thoughts, but I just want to kind of hear what, what you think of this call. My, my
1: thing is the postseason, man. I don't care if they go 8-8. Eight my thing is the postseason. You can be the best regular team during the season. As we've seen last year where the Packers, we went 13-3. I'm done with the Bucks and the Packers on this.
0: <laughs> yeah, the
1: Packers, I'm done. I'm done with this nonsense.
3: Yeah, okay,
1: looking good. Yeah, they go 5-0, and 8-0. Yeah, we get the 13-3, and then we're done. You know what? I'm tired of being teased because I don't care about the regular season anymore. I don't because I know they'll get there, they'll get to the playoffs, and then we're done. Thoughts? Sounds like a fan. Yo, that's yes, definitely exact, a fan. Exactly. Yes. Definitely yes, a fan. I, I mean, I mean, that's, that's the, best, the best way to put it. I mean, that's. I, I mean, he definitely doesn't sound like someone who plays the sport. You got to understand, you got to take care of the regular season to get to the postseason, and you know, winning games at this level. You know, we're talking about the best of the best. It's not easy. So, I, you know, it's, it's calls like that. You just got to kind of just smile at, it and it, they don't phase me. You, you could say that all day. Every day and twice on Sunday.
0: I but you mean, know the one thing that is... Leroy pointed out earlier, David, was oh, sorry,
1: I, I do want to say that. I, the one thing is at the end of the day, he's going to be watching us play whether it's a regular season or a postseason game.
0: The the true. one thing that Leroy pointed out earlier, and I think it was true because we we talked about this earlier in the show, was you know it's at least good from the perspective of. You have fans that expect for you to be in the postseason and expect you for you to compete chips. There are other cities around the National Football League that don't have that same luxury. Where these fans are talking about hopefully just making a wild card at this point.
1: Well, yeah, these fans also haven't had back to back All Pro or sorry, back to back Hall of Fame quarterbacks.
0: Quarterback. Yep. And the so, expectations I mean, change. You
1: know, it, 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 it's been a long time. So I mean, when that transition. Whenever that does happen in the Packers history, where they don't have another Hall of Fame quarterback, I mean, the, I mean, you're going to cherish even the fact that you're going to the playoffs. Right. You know, now there's just an expectation of like we should. You know, you're, you're mad if you get the wild card.
2: Yep, <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. That, no quick, question. Yeah, real quick, uh, Saints. I don't know if you saw the Saints last night. Uh, what do you know about the Saints? Did you see the game last night? The expectations. I did. Um. They
1: fly around. They're a a very athletic, fast defense. Um, That's one thing that, you know, my my early prep with them. That's one thing you definitely notice. They got uh, good playmakers, you know, from the defense line all the way back to the secondary. Um, And they play hard. So one thing is just going to be, you know, matching their intensity. And, you know, the, the nice thing is not having any fans in that stadium on Sunday night. So. It's going to be another one like Matt says. Bring your own juice to it, and
0: yeah. But aren't you know, they allowing? But wait, aren't they tonight. allowing fans for that game? For the Saints are game, they? I thought they are allowing oh, no. fans for oh, that game. Oh, I thought no. that was going to be the first game. Yeah, Dan Plucker, he's a producer, and said yes. Yeah, there will be fans in the stands for that game in New Orleans. Oh, I amazing. believe. Yeah, that's a big stadium, though. Yeah, there will be fans. Well, yeah, in I, mean,
1: I mean, I mean, even if there is, I mean, I, from what I've heard, of it is that. When there is fans, however many they allow in there, it's still it's actually quieter than the 70 decimals of fake crowd noise. Really? Wow. Yeah, that's exactly
0: right. So you're better off not and, having fans. And, and, and,
1: and let me tell you, 70, the, the, whatever the decimals of the crowd noise that they pump in there, it's not very loud to begin with. Wow.
0: Good stuff. David Bakhtiari, as always, thanks so much for coming on. I look forward to talking again next week. All right, guys. Take care. Take care. He there he up. is, David Bakhtiari, Packers uh, All-Pro Left Tackle in the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. It's your passion out growing your home, a Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan. They give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since headline's in there. 1935. Up next, Great Lakes drag away, pick a lane, and we'll discuss some of what David Bakhtiari had to say all straight ahead Wendy's big show served up hot and fresh live from the Gene Wagner Plumbing Studios here on The Fan.